So Rick always tells this story. It was really funny. Rick, whenever Rick and I go play golf, he he has to drive. Has to drive. Never. I don't know if you've ever noticed. He has to drive. Really? And he sucks. <laughs> I get driving the golf cart. He sucks. What? <laughs> Love him to death. Okay. Love him to death. So he's he's not here to defend himself, so I feel like you ought to you ought to tell people why you think he sucks at driving golf carts. So I, I have to say I, I'm not the hugest soccer fan hugest. in the world. Again, we're not just blanket discussing lesbian. I I enjoy Arkansas. My wife will dance with anybody. This segment brought to you by Ying Ling Beer and Louisiana Golf. You know, Yingling is one word. Yeah. Okay. Did I? Yingling. <laughs> Ying. It's it's not a, a Chinese beer. Yingling. <laughs> it's <laughs> Yingling. <laughs> I am a radio professional. Abu Dabu. Well, good morning, everybody. It is straight up 8 o'clock. And if it's 8 o'clock on the ticket on a Saturday morning, you have some form of BT box. And this morning, Dad's home vacationing. And it's me, Craig Rosengarden, and the master editor of the Avid Golfer magazine, the great Eli Jordan. Good morning, Craig. Good morning. How are you? I'm all right. Yeah. You look happy. Yeah. Everything's good. I guess I guess the Rangers didn't lose game five no, today, this no, week. Everything's good, man. They're, they're still, uh, still world champions. Cowboys lost to the to the Eagles, but that wasn't so bad, huh? That eh, wasn't really surprising. I think we all kind of had a feeling that might happen. So, and they kept it close. So you yeah. know, they're they're in the hunt at some level, mm-hmm. right? So yes. And anything going on in the world of golf that would get you happy, sad? Uh, I'm leaving for Alabama tomorrow. To go, Are you go play golf for a few days? So yeah, looking forward to that. I was asking Kern. So I fly out tomorrow morning. I'm supposed to come back Friday evening. Good Lord, that's a long trip. It is. And I'm off of the show next Saturday. You and Rick are going to do the show together. Mm-hmm. I'm considering extending my stay for one day and going to the Alabama game on Saturday. Who are they playing? Mississippi, it's, right? No, it's like Tennessee Chattanooga. It's somebody terrible oh. that they will just absolutely steamroll. But it's a chance to go to a game, and I could get a ticket. I looked last night on StubHub. You could find the ticket for $5. <laughs> So, I mean, it's going to be a terrible game, but never been to a game there. So, have you ever... And it's an 11 o'clock kick. Have you ever been to a major SEC football game? No. The... I will will say that, you know, there's a lot of good Texas football out there, and there's a lot of good college football games. Back in the day, Texas A&M and Oklahoma, Texas, and everything else. But I will say that the... SEC tailgates way differently. It's way different. I've heard this. And uh, and if you're going to go to the game, do not, if the game's at noon, do not get there at 1130. 
get there at 10 o'clock. Yeah, for sure. And it's worth it. I'm not a big Alabama fan, obviously. Oh, I'm not either. Go dogs! But, but I, I'm finding dogs. myself wondering how often I'm going to find myself in that part of the country again during football season when you're like, okay, like if I stayed one more night, and again, the ticket, it's not like they're playing Auburn where it's going to cost me $400 right. to get in the door. Like they're playing Tennessee chat. It's somebody terrible. It's like Tennessee chat. Senior night. Probably senior game. Right. So yeah. it's it's the – and so I could – I mean, no no BS, there was a ticket in the upper deck and it was like 5 bucks. So like a good seat was like $70. Like you could sit like 35-yard line lower yeah. level for like you, 70 you can, bucks. By the way, by third quarter you can move up. Right. In that game, yes. This uh, show always proudly sponsored by our title sponsor, PGA Tour Superstores. Went over Uh, there yesterday. Good for you. Yeah, I had to go uh, pick up a couple things. These shorts I'm wearing. How about that? And Crest Cars, only because Mike Broson's already listening and correcting us on the time. What did you say? It was straight up 8 o'clock and it was 8.02? Yeah. Yeah. There's a delay. No. That doesn't have anything to do. What? I went the other way, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Whatever. That's not like how that anyone works. Anyone can even know that. So why would he even do that, though? Like, you know. I mean, Mike's just like the rest of us. We, your wheels yeah, off. right. We <laughs> like throwing a a stick in your spokes early on. By the way, that vo- other voice is Kern. He's out here engineering. We're at the Avid Golfer Media Compound. Which, by the way, we're going to have a big sale here this time next month. Mm-hmm. And uh, be be fun. That is correct. You got Big, big sale coming. Um, got Connor running the board. Morning, Connor. Good morning, Rosen Rosen. And who's doing tickers? I did not hear. Dylan Reed, sir. Dylan Reed. Good morning, guys. Morning, Dylan. What a great name. Is that a real name? That's a real name named after Bob Dylan, the great writer and terrible singer. That That's correct. Very obviously. <laughs> I wonder if he just stuck to writing. Like, I saw the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and they inducted Bernie Taupin in, who's the writer, lyricist for Elton John. Okay. And I wonder how great Bob Dylan would have been if he stuck to writing. Well, I mean, I think think most people would consider him to be great anyway. Yeah. I'm not the biggest Dylan fan, but... I but saw, I, res- I, re- I respect the talent. I saw him in concert a few years ago, right before the pandemic, and my son was a big fan. And I, they said he played all the hits, but I couldn't tell. Couldn't understand a bit of it. <laughs> no. <laughs> did, did, did the same thing. I, I, I caught him right before the pandemic, too, and I'm a massive fan and know his entire catalog, and my wife looked over at me halfway through the concert, and she was like, so has he played any of his big songs? And I was like, eh, I think. <laughs> I did the same. Did you see him down at House of Blues? I, I did see him at House of Blues. Yes, I was at yep. that show. Yes. Yep. That, yeah. It was the same way. I was like, I don't I don't know if he played anything big, but. <laughs> Check it off the <laughs> list. Bob Dylan. Happy to see him. Uh, terrible concert. Yeah. I'm right there with you. All right. Well, we got a lot of golf to talk about. We do? Not a lot real happening. Really? I mean, you know, you got the Bermuda tournament and You got the R S M McGladry next week. That do anything? Well, yeah. You got the champ the Charles Schwab Championship World Cup, but there's somebody local in the hunt there. That's true. And you've got I don't know. Well we got the annual avid golfer best of public golf rankings. Mm-hmm. We can talk about that at some point. And it's probably a good idea. 
and there's golf, and there's a guy who's in, who's coming out of jail, been in jail for a long time. How long has he been in jail for? Ooh, boy, I'd have to go look that up. Three years, maybe? But he's been he's been incarcerated for a quite a bit of time, and he's going to make a comeback. You know what? Let's talk about that next. 814, Mike Brosen on Sports Radio 96.7 <laughs> and 1310 The Ticket. Eli Jordan, Craig Rosengarten, joining you from the Avid Golfer office this morning. And we've got some golf to talk about. We've got some other stuff we're going to talk about. And then we'll uh, talk with the uh, college football tailgate a little bit later on today. As there's a couple of big games going on. One really big game to me. Yeah, yeah. Got a got a few on the uh, on the slate today. So are you a uh, are you a superstitious guy? Su- superstitious. <laughs> and take two in three, two, one, go. By the way, this segment's brought to you by Arcus Golf. You played Cowboys last week, didn't you? I did. Good, worthy. Yeah, yeah. Greens are really good. And sausage. <laughs> yes, they do have a delicious venison cheddar. Sausage that they have on the golf course. So I'm very superstitious, and every week since the George has been winning for 25 straight weeks, I wear the same sweatshirt, same shirt, Undies. same hat, no, same shoes, and I always get a Jersey Mike's sub for the game. What kind? I get the number nine. Which is? Uh, turkey and roast beef. Okay. And... Last night, we didn't have any plans. My wife still re- recovering from her surgeries, and I went and got Jersey Mike's last night. Oh, y'all are screwed. And we have and we have dinner plans tonight. Oh, no. So I'm not going to be in the games at 6, so I'm not going to be eating Jersey Mike's during the game. What if you just brought your own Jersey Mike's into the restaurant where you're going? Do you think they'd be cool with that? Ask ask Bob. <laughs> so everybody else is eating a nice fillet, and you've just got your number nine from Jersey Mike's. Just, uh, but I am going to a nice dinner for tonight, and I'll tell you why at nine ten. By the way, okay. How's that? It's a nice tease. Yeah, you're kind of acting professional today. I'm not sure what to do that with this. Was a tease. Yeah, yeah. Who is this? I don't know. Responsible, I guess. Okay. My wife's been recovering for surgery for a month. My so wife. I've just I've haven't gone out. I haven't had any fun. Oh no. We're gonna we gonna dip into the old fashions tonight at Bob's? Or are you gonna go for some vino? I'll probably drink a glass of wine. A glass. Or two. Okay. Or maybe, you know, the bottle. Because mm-hmm. my wife doesn't drink wine. We'll see. Never know. All right. Well let's talk off. Because that's what we do. So you, uh, why don't you bring this along? Well, we were uh, discussing what we should talk about today. And with it being kind of the off-season for golf, there's not a lot going on as you get into wintertime. There's not as much golf news that comes down the pipeline as, uh, as during the summer months or the spring months. I will tell you this. The one thing that I'm looking forward to about golf, I'm not a live golf fan. Don't love it. Respect them. Whatever they're doing, they're doing. It's they fine. A, they got a good roster. Um, but I'm not a, not a fan. More of a fan of Live Golf than I am of whatever this LGTB whatever thing they're doing. That, that doesn't sound right. That Rory and Tiger are doing before tournaments. What's it called? 
Uh, I'd have to go look. Whatever it is. Um, I'm more, but the live is knocking out like the bottom 20 guys. Or the if if you weren't in a certain level, then you're a free agent, and the captains of the teams can go out and find new players. That's kind of intriguing. If you took the NFL and said, okay, if you weren't in the top X of your player rankings, you're now free agents, and teams can go grab whatever they want. Be kind of fun. Kind of intrigued to I see. Mean, isn't that kind of what happens anyway? Yeah. I mean. But I want to see who poaches, who, you know, wants to go with their pals. If anybody from the PGA is going to sign over there to go play with one of their buddies. I'm, I'm kind of intrigued a little bit. But um, in the in terms of off season, so I don't know about you. When free agent hits in football or basketball or baseball, it's, it's fun to me. The trade season hat, you know, all that stuff, drafting. I know you're a big draft guy. Yeah. So th- you know what? We don't have that in in, in golf until it now. does add some intrigue into yeah. the live to see who they might be able to go and find on the PGA that wants to join them. And I mean, I think at the end of the day, it'll all depend on money. And if from what we hear is is accurate that the live and PGA are at some point going to be in cahoots, then and and, and again, I don't know how that whole it's thing started to get play tenuous out, right now, isn't it? I mean, it's, a little bit. It's, yeah, it's not going real well, so we'll see. But anyway. Yeah, so as we were discussing our run sheet for today, there wasn't just a whole lot of golf news to get into, but I did want to mention this because I find this to be interesting. How old are you, Craig? Me? Yeah. 60. 60. That's right. You just turned 60. That's mm-hmm. right. You're big, big 6 So you're familiar with El Pato, Angel Cabrera. I'm familiar with him. I went inside the ropes with him for a tournament once. Do you know what El Pato means? Not sure. The duck. They say he walks like a duck. Okay. So that's why. That's how he got the nickname El Pato. Anyway, Angel Cabrera was the 2007 U.S. Open champion and the 2009 Masters champion. That's correct. So he's got two majors under his belt. Well, he also has a conviction under his belt. I don't know, I don't know how, how much of a golf fan you were in 2007 and 2009. He's pretty dominant. I watched, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was... Uh, 2000 that was at Oakmont too which is mm-hmm. no cupcake. Mm-mm. So at 54 years old he has just been released from prison. Now why was he in prison you might ask if you follow golf you probably remember this but a few years ago he was arrested after two of his ex-girlfriends filed domestic violence charges against him. Well, he ended up going to jail. I One of them was really bad, right? One I, of them was like... I mean, I don't think there's any good domestic violence. No, but, but like... Yes, I, I believe like, one was more severe than the other. It wasn't like the... And I say normal domestic violence. He was. It was something really outlandish. It was not good. Yeah. And again, there's no such thing as good domestic violence. No, but I, this wasn't... Yes. I, I grabbed my wife by the arm, and she called the cops, and they hit me with a domestic violence charge. There were some actual physical punches thrown and that kind of thing. Had her, had her tied up or something? I, it, I, it yeah, something I, I'd like have to that. go back yeah. and find the yeah. details, but either way, not good. So he did almost three years in prison. In where? He was like... In Argentina. Argentina. Which I can't that imagine can't... the Argentinian prison system is very uh, good. No. How many times do you think he swung a golf club in those three years? I'm going to guess probably not many. <laughs> I'd be curious, though, like... He's got to be pseudo-royalty in Argentina, right? 
Well, he comes way behind soccer players and basketball players. No for doubt. Sure. There's no doubt. But as far as he, I mean, he's by far the most famous Argentinian golfer. Yeah. So I wonder if he was given any sort of special treatment in prison. Do you think like the Argentinian prisons have like a special unit for high-profile people? They almost have to, right? I would mm-hmm. guess just about any prison system has, hey, we need to keep this guy kind of away from the general population type of thing. Okay, fair enough. So, I mean, And probably the prison warden wants the golf lessons. That's that's a good point. I wonder if he's like, hey, man, can you give me some tips on the putter? I'll keep you over here. So just here this last week, he was finally, I guess, paroled or however you want to call it. I'm not sure what they call it in Argentina. But he said that um, he wants to come back. His longtime coach and friend Charlie Epps said that he shot under par last week in uh, a few rounds that he had played in Cordoba, Argentina, which is his hometown. And he's ready to make a comeback. He's 54. Any chance that he does anything on the PGA Tour at 54 years old after being in prison for three years? Any chance that they let him? <sighs> Maybe. I mean, he's won two majors. He's got to have exemptions. So I bring this up to you. So but the most famous guy who went into jail that I remember who played at sports and got out of jail and tried to make a comeback to me was Michael Vick. Uh, Mike Tyson. Okay, a little different. That's an individual. Well, yeah, it's kind of the same, right? But I remember Mike Michael Vick. They didn't let him just come back right after he got out of jail. No. The NFL said you're suspended for X amount of more time. Yeah, that sounds right, yeah. I, I, I'm just wondering, is the PGA Tour going to welcome him with open arms? You know, they're, they're, they suspend every people for looking sideways yeah that's true and then i I don't know you know he's a two-time major winner does that make him eligible for the champions tour i would think yeah i don't know how that works but would they welcome him in open arms there maybe i mean to be determined clearly but he does want to make a comeback and i did enjoy this uh this quote that apparently Angel Cabrera mentioned, uh, he said this at, during his trial. He says, many say prison is bad, but that's not the case. Prison has done me good. I'm going to say that prison's probably still bad. Even when it's <laughs> done, you some, done you some good. <laughs> Funny. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know if they would. The other side, too, even the, the the avid fan, you know, even a Champions Tour event's coming, the invited event over in Las Colinas, for example. Mm-hmm. Does having Angel Cabrera, Cabrera in the field move the needle at all? Maybe a, a little. I mean, not not a bunch. But for I mean, any Argentinians, a, a I guess, who live in town, winner. maybe. Yeah, or, I mean, South Americans or, or you know, just anybody um, – that wants to go see someone that's won a couple of majors. I will, in this article here, uh, there is a statement from the PGA Tour. says, the tour is aware that Angel Cabrera has been released on parole. While we do not have any update on his status as a PGA Tour member at this time, the tour may consider new and relevant information to determine if any change to his status is appropriate in the future. And then this comes from Golf Week. Golf Week says, when asked for a clarification on his status, 
and the length of his suspension, if any. A spokesman said the tour does not disclose disciplinary actions it takes against its members. So it says here the 2024 Visa Argentina Open, of which Cabrera is a past champion, is part of the Corn Ferry Tour for the first time in January and thus runs under the, let's see, it's basically run by the tour. It's unclear if he would be able to allow it's unclear if he would be allowed to participate in his national championship. So it does seem like there's some murky waters there as far as what they might do as far as a suspension or whether he'll come back. But I mean, at 54, I mean, it, it seems to me like champions tour makes a little bit more sense at some point rather than the PGA. But I mean, if he's won a couple majors and he wants to come back, I, I mean, I think they kind of have to let him if he serves a suspension, right? If they do want to suspend him for six months or eight months or However many X number of tournaments. You're now you're now you're fighting age, right? Right. I mean, you're just you're you know, it's not like you're in the prime of your career right now, and all of a sudden they're they're. And I think that's what kind of makes the Tyson incarceration and comeback interesting, as it was basically during the prime of his career. Right. And when he came back out, he was still really good, but. He basically Michael just, Fick was, too. I, I agreed, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, Tyson, basically, when he came out of prison, they fed him a bunch of tomato cans until he could fight Holyfield, and then he lost to Holyfield, you right. know. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, if my memory serves me right, I think he had Peter McNeely and then, like, Francois Botha and, like, guys like that is who Tyson was fighting when he came out of prison. And then once he Butter eventually – Butterbean, did he fight Butterbean? I don't believe he ever fought <laughs> Butterbean, no. Did you not love – Everyone I, well, you loved Butterbean. Yeah, I, every time he was on, I had to watch What's it. his name? Evan Ash? It's something Ash. I don't know. Butterbean. Yeah, everybody just knows him as Butterbean. He fought in Pride a couple of times, too, the, like, MMA stuff. Did he like really? in Japan, yeah. And also had, uh, God, was it Jeff Jarrett that he knocked out in the World's Baddest Man thing in WWF? That was also funny. Go watch that knockout. It's hilarious. Really? Yeah. Butterbean was so big. I mean, he made Haystacks Calhoun look tiny. Boy, did you think we'd talk about Butterbean and Haystacks Calhoun today? And Angel Cabrera. No. Yeah, I mean, Eric, Eric, was... Eric Esch is better known as Butterbean. Yeah. The four-time world champion. Of what? Boxing. Oh. Of what? Of what I don't know. weight there's, category? There's Obese? Some... I believe, he's a... <laughs> believe he was a heavyweight or super heavyweight, sir. 57. Almost the same age as Angel Cabrera. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, all right. I, we'll, I, we'll see what happens. With, I don't with have Cabrera, any ill will towards Angel Cabrera. He I, served his time. Yeah, he did his, did his time. Paid his, his debt to society. He sounds like he uh, had some remorse. Yeah. So that's. I mean, as know, did Michael Vick and, going and, and Tyson. And, think about it, and he did, and uh, and so he has remorse, and so I don't wish any ill will, but I also don't really care that I, much. Yeah. Whatever. If if we see him. Does he play in the Masters again? That's a good question. He's got a lifetime, he's a, and uh, well, he's got a lifetime uh, exemption into the Masters. Do you think the he's... Champions Dinner's better food than Argentinian prison? <laughs> <laughs> Depends. It's not not. I would say Australia. probably yes. What was the last Australian who won? They served Vegemite sandwiches. Yeah, Adam Scott, I believe. Yeah, I'm gonna say no for that, but. All right, but we do have golf. There is a there are a couple tournaments going on right now, and something about Alex Noren, who's leading, that Michael King compared him to Scotty Scheffler. Tell you about that next. But first, let's talk about the greatness of Advanced Plaster. Advancedplaster.com. Hey, 
you right now weather's kind of turned a little bit if your hot tub's not heating up all the way the way it should be or the the pool doesn't look as perfect as you could now's the time to do it right you can go get get on uh, jt's uh list and we're on a schedule get it done it takes four or five days to get your get your entire pool redone renovated everything you know get new equipment get it looking better getting the heater working better getting a new heater heaters are tiny now they used to be giant heaters now little tiny heaters work it up on your app hey we could be here if i had a pool and if i needed to get my heater done i could put the app on there and i'd go home and be able to sit in that hot tub at 104 degrees which is perfect for me and uh, now's the time 60 degrees outside you want to use that hot tub you probably can't right now Call JT. He can get it all fixed up for you. Go to advancedplaster.com. JT's big P1. He's been doing this for over 25 years. He knows what he's doing. You can't do this. You can't have a business like that for 25 years without being good at what you do. So if you need your pool updated in any way, shape, or form, and you've been thinking about it, thinking about it, now's the time to do it. Call JT at advancedplaster.com. That's advancedplaster.com. Do it today. At 8.50, we will go through our best of public golf rankings. You can look them up at myavagolfer.com and follow along if you'd like. We had a first, we had a change at the top for the first time in 20 years. How about that? And it is all Eli's baby as he is the, what's your now title? Executive editor at Avagolfer Magazine? I mean, you're the boss. Give me a title. You're now executive editor. Okay, great. Does that come with a giant pay raise? comes with the Bob Galt Award that yeah, you won last year. Yeah, but you didn't give me that. No, but that you got a title. <laughs> you got an increase in title given that ah, okay. award winning. By the way, do we have sponsors of this segment? We do. How about the Texas Junior Golf Tour and City of Arlington Golf Courses? Very nice. And Texas Junior Golf Tour is out at Sherrill Park this week. Nice. Today as we speak. All right. Hey, um... There's a leaderboard out at their Butterfield Bermuda Championship. Never been to Bermuda, always wanted to go. <coughs> um, excuse me. And Alex Nor, there's a couple interesting stories this week. Um, one being Alex Noren. So I don't know if you follow Michael Kim on Twitter. Yes, I do. He's a great follow. Agreed. He talks about everything, and he, he did a whole dissertation on the good and the bad of Tiger's uh, uh, course that he designed that they played last week. He'll talk about what what it costs to play in the, on tour. He'll talk about the best places for caddies, best places for food. Yeah, he kind of pulls back the curtain a little bit. And it's kind of, it's a very fun, and he's actually playing well right now, so it's actually even more fun because he's kind of relevant. But this was his tweet from yesterday, and I, I, didn't note if you looked at and said if you said to me if i asked you and you follow the pga tour very well it's what our it's our job right who would you say probably practices the most while on tour thursday through sunday practices the most uh i mean we're not vj's obviously no longer not relevant anymore um I always heard that Peter Malnati's a ball beater, that he uh, hits a lot of balls. He's the worst ball striker on tour. I've heard very a lot that he finds a way to to get it up and down. But 
I wouldn't have any clue. I would have said VJ, right? We all knew VJ stuck yeah. around on. And that's only because we just heard horror stories about kids over at TBC Las Colinas and had to stand out there till 11 o'clock at night waiting for him to finish hitting balls. But Yep. So, Michael Kim, Alex Noren and Scotty Scheffler might practice the most on tour multiple times. Scotty's left the course after me when he was in the morning wave and I was in the afternoon wave and he's still there. Rank probably goes. Of rankings of um, who practices the most. Number one, Alex Noren. Number two, Scotty. <laughs> this is Michael Kim, not me. Number three, Korean players minus a couple. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't really feel like that's offensive. If anything, he's just saying, hey, the Korean players, they love to practice. Number four, number three and a half, Tony Romo. Mm. Number four, everybody else. Okay. So Tony Romo likes to likes to hit some balls after I, I, after the round. I just oh, found I that I found that I didn't think of uh, uh, I just didn't think of Scotty Scheffler. At, like I've watched Scotty grow up. My kid played junior golf with him and everything. And I don't I don't have one bad thing ever to say about Scotty. He was a great kid. He's a great player. He's really from a good family. But I never looked at him as the guy who was. Never leaving the range, kind of guy. At least back then. Yeah, and I, I guess it's kind of hard to say because we don't, you know, belong out at Royal Oaks, where you know you just where you see him on the range all day, every day with with Randy Smith. I will say though, if you do remember, and I can't remember whether this was the Masters. I think it may have been the Players Championship, the right before he went bananas crazy. That. There was an afternoon, like maybe that Saturday round where he didn't hit the ball particularly well, and they showed him on the golf channel. And this is like two hours after the coverage, and he was still out there hitting balls like on the range under the lights. So I, I, I do have some recollection of seeing Scotty on the range late, yeah, you know, working on his game, trying to figure something out, which you see guys do that periodically. But right. but no, I was unaware that Scotty was, was a real range rat. But I guess if you've got that kind of swing that's very – timing oriented and very different that you you probably have to hit a lot of balls to make sure that everything's sequencing properly whereas if you're adam scott everything is just so perfect almost all the time that maybe you don't have to practice as hard does that make sense yeah very funny uh, somebody asked him who practices the least and his answer he wasn't going to answer that which good for him because he shouldn't right um <laughs> Somebody answered Allen Iverson. Yeah. <laughs> no, Talking he's... about practice. <laughs> so anyway, I, I didn't, and I didn't know that about about Alex Noren, but um, you know, good on him too. I mean, it, it's you do this for a living, and the I, I would be busting my butt if I had an opportunity to play golf for a living like that. And um, it's hard. I mean, you, you know how even. Even at our level where, you know, you think, okay, well, I, this is going to be the summer where I really kind of lock in and start working on my game and try and tidy up a few things, whether it be your chipping or your putting or, you know, I, I just want to – I finally want to be able to learn how to hit like a little gentle draw off the tee if I have to. That kind of thing, it takes so much work and it just – it's so time-consuming. I'll give you an, I'll give you even another one, and maybe I need to talk to Anthony Broussard about this who at Pure Swing Golf because – 
look, I had a weakness in putting, right? I had a, and uh, it's not anymore. I mean, he's helped me and he's fixed it. And, and actually, some of my guys, guys I play with would say it's almost a strength now. But when I was struggling through there, I'd still spend an hour on the range, 10 minutes putting. Mm-hmm. And the main reason why, and I don't know if you have this issue too, if I sit and putt for a long time, it hurts my back. Same. Yeah. Worse than swinging a golf club. Yes. And I wonder if that's in if I should change my stance or if that's it. But I hear that age, my I think. Well, no, because my son will say the same thing and bite me. By the way. Um, no, I mean I'm the same way. I mean, my like I I can't I couldn't physically go out there and putt for two hours. Like like my back would start killing me after thirty minutes. And you wonder there the we hear about the legend of Scott Verplank at Brookhaven, who would putt for all day as a as a junior golfer to the point he would it, it would uh he would cause an indentation yeah he would like wear a, the, wear a mark into wear the green. a mark in yeah. the green because he just practiced 10 foot straight putts well i mean I, i've i've know people that have played out at uh, trinity forest where jordan practices and they'll tee off at nine o'clock in the morning and they'll see jordan on the putting green working on four footers well when they come back around at the turn he's still out there working on four footers and then when they finish two and a half hours after that he's still out there working on four footers i mean they'll play an entire round of golf and he's just over there work just putting for four straight hours you know that's the part excuse me that people don't see right? right and that that's so so hard because and just boring. But that's what I'd say. <laughs> so Make, boring. Putting four footers there can't be anything more boring, can there? No. I mean, you can, but look, and you're I don't doing care it for a what, living. What drill you try, or you know, I mean, people say that. Well, you know, take a friend with you to the to the practice putting green, and y'all do a little competition. So it's not quite so mundane of just doing the same thing over and over and over again. But I mean, I don't care what kind of drill or how you try and justify it. If you're sitting there just if you put five tees in the ground at three feet all the way around the hole and you've got to make three in a row from every station until you're done, that is so mind-numbingly yep. boring. Yep, I agree. But you got to do it if you ever really want to be. And that's why, you know, you hear statistics of, you know, Tiger missed one putt inside of three feet for like an entire PGA Tour season. Well, it's because he spent 10,000 hours working on three-footers. And it's harder than you think. Yes. Look, tap-ins are tap-ins, but when you have real three-footers and you have to make every single one of them, mm-hmm. and they're some of the pins are daunting where you have you probably have a, a three-footer that breaks a foot. Well, not a foot, but at least two balls. And if you hit it the wrong way, you never know, and you could have another four-footer coming back, yep. right? So, anyway, Alan, Alan, <laughs> Alan, I was going to say Alan Iverson. Alex Norris leading. We'd have a real story if Alan Iverson was leading the tournament. Uh, Ryan Bram, Ryan Moore, and Satoshi Kodiar, Kod- Kodera are uh, tied for second. Adam Long is five under today. They're in Bermuda, so they're already on the course. He's through ten holes already. Uh, Camillo Bajegas, who's hot right now. Um, you know, it's interesting. They've got a couple more events before they f- final top 50, top 125 so some of these guys are, you know, working hard on trying to get inside certain certain numbers. Uh, Vince Whaley, who uh, grew up here but claims he's not from here anymore, uh, but I watched him play as a kid. He's 12 under. Uh, Stuart Sink is playing. Not very many top-level players playing in this thing. Yeah, you got an Adam Scott mixed in there. There's there's a few. He's a, he's a top-ranked guy in the event. Uh, Kramer Hickok, he's local. He's uh, uh, Jordan's roommate at Texas. He... Uh, He's made the cut, as is Akshay Bhat- 
I think you should go by one name, Akshay. God, How many a, other Akshays a... are there? <laughs> like Prince or Madonna. Um, I'm yeah, sorry. Akshay. <laughs> I started laughing, and that probably made him sad. I'm going to start saying he's just a, 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 a one-name guy. Uh, he's been playing really well lately. He's the guy who went straight out of high school or was even trying to qualify while he was in high school. Yes, and when he was on the Corn Ferry Tour, he's too young to rent a car, so he and his girlfriend, who travels with him, I think she was caddying for him for a while. I don't know yeah. if she still does. But he would rent a U-Haul, because you can apparently rent a U-Haul at 18, but you can't rent a car until you're 25, so he would rent a U-Haul and drive that for the week. There's a tidbit you only get on the tee box, That's isn't right. it? Yeah. So, hey, you, real quick, I, I, we, we're running short on time here, but what do you know about Austin Smotherman? SMU kid? He's an SMU guy. He lives here locally, uh, and my father had mentioned to me about a month and a half ago that he heard him on a podcast and said he was actually really engaging and kind of a fun guy. He might be worth looking into if we ever need a T-box fill-in. Okay. Think he would? I don't know. Maybe. Couldn't hurt to ask. He's been playing pretty well. I think he just had a baby, too, so. Okay. Mark that. Uh, mark that down. Make a mental note of that. If we ever need a, a T box third or an extra host, maybe Austin Smotherman. So I'm wondering, when you talk about local guys, who you might kind of do a guest host. You know, we always have Conrad in our back uh-huh. pocket, right? Yep. And we'll talk about the champion tour in a minute. Um, but uh, Paul Stankowski would love to always love to do it, but yep. he's t- playing too well now. I always wondered, okay, so Bryson DeChambeau doesn't have anything to do. Think he'd ever come on and do a show with us? Oh, absolutely not. How about Will? He's a P1. Sal Torres? Better chance, but probably still no. Really? really? I, mean, I think that'd be great, but yeah, I mean, I, man, those guys, they just, they have so much going on, and I think they, I think they really value their... Saturday morning? Yeah, away time from the game where they can get up on Saturday morning and, like, either play with the kids or talk to the wife or the girlfriend or have some coffee. Or How about Ryan just, Palmer? He would probably do it, yeah. I would, I, I would I bet really, Ryan would. I really like him. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, anybody miss a cut of note? Uh, Arjun Atwell, God, shouldn't he be on the Champions Tour by now? And how does Ricky Barnes get into every tournament? It's amazing, isn't it? Him and Kevin Stadler get into everything. Hey, Sam Bennett missed the cut, an A&M kid that made a little splash in the oh, Masters. By the way, there are two guys who made the cut together, the Bryan brothers. Do you know Wes and George? Mm, I do now. They are YouTube sensations. They were doing. They were the kid, guys who did all the... Uh, That's what we need is more YouTube sensations. They were... <laughs> it's old man... Was that old man Eli there? Yeah, get off my lawn. By the way, Kevin Stadler made the cut. Did I wonder where the last time he made a cut. It's <laughs> mm, uh, been a while. But the Bryan brothers, Wes and George, um, they're both uh, three under today. Um, Wes Bryan has um, been on tour for a while. George has not. I think this is his first PGA Tour event. And they both made the cut on the number. And Wes... Was what he said? Looked at his phone about twenty-five times during the round yesterday. So he wanted to see where his brother was. Can you do that? I didn't think you could. Yeah, I'm sure. We should be admitting that you're on your phone the so, entire time. But he, but... but he also didn't get disqualified, so I guess it is okay. So uh, West Bri- Wesley Bryan likes. and George Bryan the fourth are both at eight under. And next week there are two. University of North Carolina brothers who are who are in going to play in the uh, LSM McGadry. So uh, 
the Ford brothers. And so uh, there's some stuff. You know what? Coming up next, we're going to do a little bit of a um, audible here. Let's do. Uh, let's go through the Champions Tour, the little LPGA, and talk about those events, and then we will do our rankings at nine thirty. Okay, if you insist, we you will do that. that cuz we'll st- stick with the leaderboards here. We've okay. got the okay. Schwab Cup and all this other cool stuff and all right. Good everything deal. else. So, we will do that. But first, let's talk about Pure Swing Golf cuz we did. We talked about our putting, right? We, did. we talked You know, it's a, right now is the best time to start getting your game in shape for spring, right? You got 4 or 5 months before the real season starts. Now's the time. If you've got something you really want to break down and get better, like you said, you want to start hitting a baby draw or baby cut. I, actually, want... I just want to stop sucking at golf. That's what I want to do. You're not that bad. I'm pretty bad. No, you're Recently, not. I've been pretty bad. So it's time. It's, it might be. It's time. And by the way, if you go to Anthony's place, you'll know. Have you been there? You've been there? I have. Sometimes, yeah. And they're, the, their rooms are big. They're expansive. They're comfortable. It's always 69 degrees in there, so you're never hot, you're never cold. You're swinging a golf club into the best technology that the that golf has to offer at the time, at the moment, and the best instructors that they have available. And Anthony's got some skins. He's the uh, uh, prior winner of the Texas State Open. Was on the Corn Ferry for a while, and he's got some other guys that are just as good as he is. So you don't need to go to Anthony. You can go to any of their instructors. Of course. And why not stop? Sucking. Yes. Stop sucking at golf and go to Pure Swing Golf. Also, Craig, they do have gift cards available for the holidays as well. So if there's a special golfer in your life that maybe they're struggling a little bit or they're just starting out and they want to get some lessons and they want to get the ball rolling and, and start improving their game, you can go over to Pure Swing, get them a gift card, a little stocking stuffer there for the golfer in your life, and then they can go and uh, they can go see Anthony or uh, any one of the staff members over there, and they're going to get better. PureSwingGolf.com. Set it up there. They have all sorts of cool packages and stuff, too. But, hey, now's the time. You got four months before golf really kicks in. You want your golf game getting good by the Masters, right? So you got time. Go do it. Go to pureswinggolf.com. Straight up 9 o'clock here on the tee box on the ticket. You got Eli Jordan. You got Craig Rosengarten. And we got about an hour left in the presentation for you here this morning. We will talk to the college football tailgate boys and Deddy and Zach Barnett and Kevin Landrum here in just about an hour or so. And we will go through our best of public golf rankings coming up at 930. So we'll have that for you. Stick around for that. And this segment is brought to you by the AG Passbook, Craig. Yeah, we'll bring that up in a minute. So Keep your ears listening because that's our next live spot. Keep your ears listening for that. And Crest Cars as well, so don't forget about Crest Cars. Go see Mike Prozen and the boys up at Crest. Hey, so uh, the Charles Charles Schwab Cup Championship is now. And it's wide open because the number one player uh, is withdrew to take care of his ill dad, and that is the greatness of Steve Stricker. Had a great year. So he's not in. But right now, tied for first is Stephen Alker. Boy, what a that guy's just killing it, isn't he? I mean, I, he's made some bucks. And the fact that he's had no pro tour, pro uh, career at all until he turned fifty. 
and now he's just absolutely killing it. He's tied for first with Marco Dawson. And I knew Marco because his his agent, who uh, recently passed a few years ago, was a big P1 of the T-Box and would always come and talk to us. You know, Marco Dawson drives a Winnebago and goes from event to event, apparently makes really good stakes. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. I always wanted to get invited, never did. Uh, Patrick Harrington is tied with Alex Cheka and local guy Harrison Frazier. Speaking of guys who have been killing it lately. Harrison has been playing good. He's 12th right now in uh, in the Cup Charles Schwab rankings and uh, making some money. He won, what, two weeks ago? Two or three weeks yeah, ago? Yeah, two or three, yeah. And uh, that put him in a spot where I think it was the first time he'd won in – you know, a bunch of years and stuff, but, uh, you know, you know, I'm looking at this list of the Charles Schwab Cup. It's top 75 guys, I think, uh, top 35 guys. So, and I'm looking at this list, and you know what? It's a good list. You know, you you have Patrick Harrington. You have uh, Ernie Els is playing. Miguel Angel Jimenez, he's always fun. VJ's in this. Retief Goosen, Bernhard Longer. Um Colin Montgomery, Justin Leonard. Justin Leonard moved to Florida. Apparently, he is stopped drinking, working for the Golf Channel. Moved to Florida, very happy with his life, and says he's going to start playing playing well. So I root for him. And Paul Stankowski, who is one under, but he's been playing been playing well enough. He's top twenty five, so good on him. And then our other friend Rod Pampling. Made the top twenty-five, too. Top thirty-five, too. He's uh, tied for thirty-third right now, beating Mike Weir, which is always a good thing. It is. Yeah, why not? I thought you would like Mike Weir. He's a fellow lefty. Mike Weir was never kind to the Byron Nelson after he won the Masters. To hell with Mike Weir. Right. <laughs> and we are, we are CJ Cup Byron Nelson fans through and through. That we are. Wasn't uh, our good friend John Drago, wasn't his birthday this week? It was. Happy birthday, John. A big happy birthday to the tour tournament chairman. John there goes your arch nemesis. Still down, down the hallway. Fight night, baby. <laughs> I told you I'd either him or George Dijon. I'd take either one of them in a fight night, but I, I'm too old, I guess. How about a triple threat match with all three of you? Can you do that? I don't know, maybe. I'm gonna just say that I'm gonna just <laughs> See say why that, couldn't. if that happens, George and I kill that guy first. <laughs> and then square off against one another. Yep. yep. Oh okay. he's look at him. He's like a caged animal. Like, look at him just walking he, back and forth. hundred and forty pounds. <laughs> There's no way. I'm all in you. Yeah, I know, because he knows. I'll kill him. <laughs> all right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is a Taekwondo or Jiu-Jitsu. Jiu-Jitsu. It's karate, I believe. It's just plain old karate. I think so, yeah. Yeah, he's got a little studio over there, and he's like 97 years old. And <laughs> I, I, Fight night, babe. Uh, LPGA, I don't see anybody on the top of the leaderboard that I know very well. But Emily Christine Peterson is leading. She's got three names. Yeah. And it's just I'll do this for your for your benefit. Minami Katsu is in second. I think you nailed it. 
That followed, third one's going to be tough. Followed by Jasmine Suwanapura. Yeah, I think, yeah, Suwanapura probably. And I'm trying to look. The first name that I really know well is Lexi Thompson's tied for 14th. So, that's all that. But it is kind of that end of the season. And, uh, you know, people are still playing for jobs. So, yeah. you know, the PGA Tour, that they, they reshuffle after next week, I believe. It's after the McGladry is the last one. So you need to be in the top 150 to get some sort of status and inside top 25 to get your card for next year. So kind of important. And I'm sure I'm sure the LPGA that this is the Annika driven by Gainbridge at Pelican. Paula Kramer was in the field this week. Was she? She doesn't play much anymore, does she? No, I think she's a mama. Yeah, she, she likes being a mom. She was a trunk slammer, seven over, seventy six, seventy one. All right. Well, she can still shot. She she can still shoot under par then. That's true. So that's still cool. I cannot. And uh, Minji Lee is my neighbor. I always watch her. She's made the cut, but uh, not playing very well today. So um, all that. All right. So coming up next. I have a, it's a very, very big day for me tomorrow. It's going to cost me a lot of money. And I'm going to say both of you will, as you're looking at me, both of you will say probably should. And I'll tell you why next. But first, let's talk about the AG Passbook because, you know, we do this every year. And we try to give as much value as we can to all of our great P1s. And this year, <clears throat> the Ava Golfer Passbook is over 45 rounds of golf. Got a couple stay in plays, got a couple weekend rounds. <clears throat> but the value, the pre-sale price, is only $38.95 with golf balls, $48.95 with golf balls. So for $48.95, you get two dozen Srixon soft fields which is 50 bucks by themselves. That's a good golf ball. It is. And they're they're brand new and they're white or yellow. They have yellow too. And um, they work really, really well. And you get 46 rounds of golf. A lot of them, I think over 25 of them, save almost $20 or more if you use them for a round. Over $850 in value, but the pre-sale price only lasts for the month of November. So if you want this... And you want to get the best absolute deal you can. you got to go to myavagolfer.com. You'll see the passbook section right in the middle. Hit it. Buy it. It's a pre-sale, so we'll send it out to you 1st of December. And you'll have a year to play all those 45 rounds of golf. And guess what? Most of them, that's the only time they discount through our passbook. Arcus does not discount any of their rounds except on our passbook. So think about that. That's seven courses right there. Yeah. So go to myavagolfer.com. It's a great stocking stuffer. It's a great thing just to get for yourself. There's no reason why you shouldn't do this if you play a lot of golf. Go to myavagolfer.com. Get it. Get it before the end of December. Save tons and tons of money. Myavagolfer.com. Guess it's me. Yes. It's uh, 9.14 on the ticket. Yeah. You got the tee box. It's Craig, me, and Eli, him. Got uh, Connor running the board, Dylan doing tickers, and almost always Kern Engineering. 
How many years have you been working with us, Kern? I think since 2010 or 2011, so. It's over 10 years. Way over. How about that? Good for you. Good for you. I remember the mess we had before you. It was never a mess. Everybody did a good job. It was just a scramble of trying to make it work, so glad to have you on board. Uh, at 9.30, we'll go through our rankings, and at 9.50, uh, for the... What are those guys called again? The, the college football tailgate, Craig. And so the college football tailgate guys, I have a, a, a betting line that is the most extreme betting line that one expert says is the most extreme betting line he's ever seen, that's ever been. He didn't send him because it's the, low, it's the most extreme total of all time. What about the Georgia Tech Cumberland College? What was the line on that game? I don't know. It's like the most lopsided game in college football history. What was it, like 265 to nothing or football. something like that? I bet the line was less. But we'll they ask probably them. didn't have a line. We'll ask our college football <laughs> experts what side they would take on this. Zach Gilbert. Um, Not Zach Gilbert. <laughs> at all. All right. So, Eli, you've been married for a year and a half? A little bit over a year? Uh, June 11th last year, so yeah. Year and a half. Getting there. Year Kern, and a half you've never been married. Connor, are you married? Negative. And how old are you, Connor? I'm 26. 26. Okay, so when I was 26, I was already married a few years. And tomorrow, I will be officially married... 35 years. Nice. Oh. Big 3-5. What's the special thing that for 35? Isn't that a crock? You're supposed to follow that. <laughs> or are you supposed right. to just say, get her a really nice piece of jewelry because that's what she wants, right? I, some women probably adhere pretty strictly to the you're supposed to, like, what is it? The first anniversary is, like, paper, and then, like, the second anniversary is gold. Yes. Or, uh, yeah, no, I mean, gold, like, gold's, like, later. Uh, yeah. So what's 35? You looking that up, Kern? I'm, I'm trying to. Yes, 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 yes. Give me some I, think it's, I think it's thong underwear, Craig, is what you're supposed to wear <laughs> for. Your, for me? Yeah. Just like the Philadelphia The, the, the man coach. has to wear thong underwear. <laughs> Funky golf pants. So, interestingly enough, I spent a small fortune on something that she wanted, a piece of jewelry. And I'm probably going to get a Georgia sweatshirt. It's coral. Coral? Coral. Yes. Coral. At 35 years, you're married. 35 years, you're supposed to get coral. Coral. You're supposed to quarrel. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. You know, being married 35 years, I should say, I, I should give, I shouldn't, um, marriage, marriage is tough. I mean, you've done it for a year and a half. You're still probably in the honeymoon phase. But yeah, everything's been good. Somewhere in the oh. next few years, that'll wear off. Boy. And, uh, Boy, you make it sound like so much fun, Craig. I, I, <laughs> in the next few years, that'll wear off. As I've just got a Fox News special, former NFL teammates Terrell Owens, Chad Johnson reflect on their little orgy. 17 women in 12 hours. That's not anything that I would be interested in discussing. But, that was, Mar but that Mark was, all of that. That was a special 
yeah. Fox News. It just came across my computer. But um, I love so anyway, so breaking news. <laughs> yeah, actually, thirtieth anniversary is Pearl, but then thirty-five it goes Coral, and then at forty it's Ruby. So I will just say this. What? Who came up with these? Being married for 35 years, if I show up tomorrow with Coral, I'm not going to be married for 36 years. But that's tradition. It is. Yeah, you sell her on that. It's not my job to sell her on it. That's there your are, job. There are I'm certain... Sure there According are... to Brides Magazine. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. You know, we, in the same show, that's we mentioned that. Brides Magazine, Haystacks Calhoun, and Butterbean. We're really off and running on this Saturday, Craig. So, luckily for me, we were supposed to have dinner tonight with another couple. And the other couple canceled late last night. Mm-hmm. So, the good news of that is, as much as I'd like to have a nice dinner, Georgia plays at 6 o'clock. You're not going to cancel the dinner, are you? Hell flipping yes. Hmm. Our toughest game of the year, playing Mississippi, and I think I will. I'll have to. I'll have to. Um, the way I'll have to uh, stage it is, I'll just have to tell her, "Look, my gift this year, I just want to watch a Georgia game." Been nursing, <laughs> and here's yours. That was five. Cost five figures more than whatever you got me. Well, if it's just watching the Georgia game, then that's zero dollars right. she spent on you. Right. Okay. I'm sure she bought me a Georgia sweatshirt. I'm sure that's that's what I'll get. Wow. <laughs> Why do we feel obligated to spend so much money on women? Yeah, I just I mean, I I understand that that we're wired differently, but boy, I I, I don't care anything about like. Christmas gifts or birthday gifts or I just want to be I whatever I want to be acknowledged I don't care I'm making fun of the Georgia sweatshirt she gets me a really nice Georgia sweatshirt she cares about me and buys me two two boxes of candy that I like I'll be happy as a clam I will that's that's my point it's like just little things like that we're like all right cool whatever but if I don't get her jewelry at 35 years you're in the hurt locker that's a bummer at 34, I could have gotten away with almost anything. At 35, it's 35 years. She put up with my ass for 35 years. That's true. She she does deserve something very nice. But I feel like we're overspending on anniversary gift, just in general. What would you get first year? First year anniversary, what would you get? Get her. Uh, we went on vacation. And And I'm lucky in that regard that she is more... Uh, she is more experience oriented than she is like material stuff oriented. Like she's, she's not going to be mad if I don't get her some sort of, she doesn't wear a lot of like really nice high end jewelry. Mm -hmm. Now, would she, would she be totally fine with that? If I got her something, of course she would, but she's not going to throw a temper tantrum if I don't get her a, you know, a nice set of clubs, a $4,000 set of earrings for anniversary. She'd she'd rather go somewhere. She'd rather go to the beach and, or and spend that money like on an and, experience and to my, rather than something material. To my wife's credit, she probably would too. But we we had kid issues this year and had to cancel the trips. We had a couple plans. So so yes. Yeah, so 
it kind of put me in a really tough spot because the trips were canceled, but I still got to do something, right? Mm. So, um, a nice horizontal tango won't work. She had surgery three weeks ago. That's off the table. Okay, scissor. We'll save it for a later date. Like she give IOU. Her, just, yeah, just give her an, like an IOU. Give her one of those like a dodgeball <laughs> that uh, Vince Vaughn gave. Is this? Yeah. Here, here's your here's your one IOU. Here's your here's your body massage. You, your back massage. You play your cards right. It could be a full body. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, my wife is sleeping, so I I'm clear here, and I can talk about this. But I still should wish her a very happy anniversary. It is 35 years. Happy anniversary, guys. That's happy very, anniversary. Very cool. I hope uh, you enjoy the coral. Not getting the coral. Or the coral. <laughs> you know, here's the other side, too. Do you know, interesting, another interesting, so my youngest son, he is a professional diver, and okay. he leads the conservation team of his company, you know, to preserve the coral in the Keys. You should have him steal you some. Well, but wouldn't that... That's not really conserving it. If I it, told my, you know. my son that I got my wife coral for... Her anniversary, would he get so mad at me? Ask him. Text him and say, hey, how are we doing on coral in the oceans? Like, is it cool if I get coral? No, it's going bad. It's going really, really bad. The the hot weather blew it all up in the, like, there's, it's bad. The, really? Yes. Like, the average temperature in the water in the Keys this year was like 90 degrees in the summer. Wow. And it killed a lot of the coral. And so, and it's across the world it's happening. He was out in the... Uh, Solomon Islands a few years ago, and now all their coral, corals getting destroyed. Yeah, aren't they having some Great Barrier Reef issues? Yeah, that too, was with the out by the coral, where he was. Yeah. So, I don't think coral's a good thing to buy anybody right now. Yeah, don't don't get coral for your 35th anniversary. Conserve the coral. That's your message for today from the T box <laughs> on Sports Radio 967. I mean, is that even something you can buy? I'm sure. Coral. Or maybe they just feel like if it's been 35 years, you should go mine your own coral. Look up coral gifts. Yeah, you should have to go get your own. It's cheap. Coral's 15 bucks. See, like there you bar. go. I can get. You spent $9,000 more than you needed to. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, if you see my wife out in the next day or two, wish her a happy anniversary. She's dirt. She's earned it. She spent 35 years with me. And we were together for three years before that, so it's been 38 together. So. It's a long time. Long time. Long time. All right, let's get back to golf. Want to? Sure. All right, so coming up next, we will talk about the greatness of our rankings this year. Where did everybody stand? And we had a first time in 20 years we had a new course at the top. We'll tell you about that next. But first... Eli needs to tell you where he was yesterday, where he got those beautiful new shorts that he's wearing. They are lovely, aren't they, Craig? The PGA Tour Superstore is where I spent some of my afternoon yesterday. I am leaving to go to Alabama for a little golf excursion tomorrow. I'll be there for a week, so I had to go stock up on some provisions. Had to get some golf balls, a couple pairs of shorts, a pair of pants, got a golf glove. Spent some bucks with the PGA Tour Superstore yesterday. And, of course, you can always get $50 off $250 spent when you mention the tee box. And they also, Craig, have an Odyssey AI1 fitting event coming up on November the 17th. If you go to PGA Tour Superstore on Friday, 
and try the Odyssey Lag Putt Challenge. Each customer takes three putts with a non-Odyssey AI-1 and measure how many putts they get within three and five feet, and then they will take three putts with the new Odyssey AI-1 putter and see how many they get within three and five feet with the new Odyssey. So you can go do that. There will be prizes. You don't have to sign up. You can just show up and uh, and take the challenge. And uh, each uh, contestant will also walk away with a gift. So you can uh, go check that out you on Friday. You know what? Getting a gift from PGA Tour Superstores has got to be worthy. Right? Absolutely. No matter what it is. You're getting a gift from PGA Superstores, you gotta go you gotta go do that. And by the way, that AI putter, that Odyssey AI putter may be a game changer and right now you can only get it at PGA Tour Superstores because they got him first. So I saw him in there yesterday. Did you really did you yeah, put him? I did. How game changer? Uh yeah. I mean that definitely uh there's definitely a different feel off the face. And if you're wondering, the AI stands for artificial intelligence. These inserts that are in these putters were generated by AI technology, thus hopefully making for a better putting experience. That's PGA Tour Superstores, as we always say, if they don't have it, you don't need it. It is 9.31 on Sports Radio 96.7 and 13.10. The ticket. It is the T-Box. Got another half hour for you or so in the presentation before we talk to the college football tailgate fellas. And they will run down all of the games going on today. And who knows, maybe they'll drop you a uh, winner or two if you want to uh, lay a little heat out there watching a little college football this afternoon, so we'll talk to them here shortly. But we do need to go through our best of public golf rankings, which just debuted this week in Avid Golfer Magazine. You can go to myavidgolfer.com and follow along if you'd like or go check those out. We have uh, write-ups for all the courses in DFW, all the public courses, and uh, see where they ranked. And we will talk about that now. And it is brought to you by the City of Grand Prairie Golf Courses and the Dallas Golf Expo, Craig. How about that? So where do you want to start here? Let's talk who's number one. So for the first time in quite a while, we had a little bit of a shakeup in our public golf rankings. And if you are familiar with the local golf scene, then you know there were a couple of new additions to the list this year. And this was a little bit challenging for us as far as whether we wanted to include these golf courses in our public rankings, because we're talking, of course, about Fields Ranch East and Fields Ranch West, which are the new courses up at the PGA uh, Frisco location. Right. And these two courses, I guess you would consider them to be resort courses, but they are technically open to the public. For example, if you wanted to get online right now, you can find tee times at either course. Hello, Frisco. Hello, Frisco, indeed. <clears throat> and they do have a limited membership. I believe they have what they call founding members, and I think there's a couple hundred of those, and they've capped that off at a certain number. Well, <clears throat> here's the thing. Every daily fee course right now, nearly every daily fee course has memberships now. There are quite a few of them. Yes, yeah. that's correct. So in the world of the post-pandemic that's a that's something that's new that we've had to account for. Even Cowboys has, I think, 100 members. Right. I don't know what they pay, but if you want to be a member of Cowboys, you can. You want to be a member of Texas Star, I know some of our friends are. So you can do that at a lot of daily fee places now. Absolutely. So with the two fields ranch courses, 
and if you've played up there, the entire experience is world-class. They've got the short course. They have a putting course. They've got, I think, 13 restaurants on property. They have a driving range that has top golf technology and TrackMan technology. And so from beginning to end, the entire experience is fantastic. But we kind of focused on the golf courses for these particular two because there is a lot more up there. And for the first time, Cowboys is no longer our number one ranked course. Now, it's number one ranked on our west side rankings. On our east side rankings, we have the Fields Ranch East and Fields Ranch West courses. And, Craig, I think we can both agree that although they are not super affordable to play, they are probably the two best golf courses we now have in Dallas Fort Worth. As one of the uh, guys who are in, oh, well, the guys, one of the guys who uh, runs Cowboys said, "You know what? You want to spend ninety million dollars to beat us? It'll make it'll work." Yeah, and you know exactly. they did spend ninety million dollars on that facility. It's awesome. Um, the interesting thing was, <clears throat> and you and I had this conversation, is you know they have two courses, the East and the West. The East is where they're having the PGA Championship. And just had the senior PGA and championship. just had the senior PGA. They're having the the women's PGA, I think, in a couple of years. Uh, 25, yeah. <clears throat> so it's a big boy golf course, right? It I mean, it's 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 got everything you would want. Um, but the West course and the part of the – and when we look at all of our rankings, you know, we look at layout conditions. Um, Hospitality. As the major things. Mm-hmm. Um we do not put price into the equation, right? So we take price out. So we just want to know who's the best. If everything's the same price, rank them, and that's what we do. But there are intangibles that you have to add in to say, what do you do with? For example, the East course, you can only walk. Which means my father can't play that course at 86 years old right now. That's true. So that's an intangible. You also have to pay for a caddy on the East course. Also true. So, which makes the price almost to, almost four hundred and fifty dollars. Probably you're you're not getting out of there for five under five hundred bucks. Probably, probably, probably so. So, the West Course, you don't need to get a caddy, and you don't need to walk. You can take a cart, and it's still a big boy golf course. It is. So, when we were talking to Paul Ernest over over there, he said, you know, the Golf Week guys were out here when they were going to rank who, what was the best new course in the country. He thought that there was a chance they had to put the West course above the East course. And that was a consideration for us as well. Yes, based on the intangibles. But at the end of the day, when you talk about a golf course that just flipping rocks, man, and it is a damn good golf course, um, that East course is all you want. I mean, it is, right? Oh, uh, all you want. Yes. And, and, and I've told many people that have asked me about it. And since it's been open, I've had a lot of people say, have you played the, the, the Fields Ranch courses up in Frisco? So, yes, I've played both of them. And I tell them the East course, it's fun, but it's all you want. And you absolutely have to play it from appropriate tees. If you try and be a meathead, you're going to get slaughtered. You've got to play it from the right tee boxes or it will be everything you want and then some. So last time I played it, played with Paul and played with Rick and uh, another one of our Raiders, um, and 
played from our representative tees, right? 6,800 was what we played. And look, I'm I'm as low of a handicap as I can get without. And I shot one of my best rounds of the year and shot a 78 out there. It's hard. It is. It's hard. And the greens are still not holding as well as you would want. I mean, it's a newer golf course. So, you know, the first hole is a par five. And all four of us had shots into the green inside 110 yards. And not a single one of them stayed on the green. It's just, it's hard. And, uh, and you know, trying to get up and down, only one of us did. And that was making the 20-footer. So, it's, it's. You're not going in. It's just a hard golf course. The West course is way more playable, way more fun in that respect. Green complexes are whimsical. Yes. They're interesting. It's it's more forgiving off the tee, but it gets more difficult as you get towards the green. Yes. Um, and it's not to take anything away from Cowboys. Not at they all. They made some really nice upgrades this year. They redid number two. They're still spending money out there. They're going to redo the. Uh, they redid the putting green. They've done some stuff to make the the, the new food. Uh, they've got a great chef out there right now. The new food offerings, which are you know part of the deal, and uh, the stuff at the halfway house is really really good. But again, spend ninety million dollars, you're going to get beat. And they're and, still the best that the West has to offer. Yeah. Um, as far as is is, we split things basically right down three sixty. So you get you know the West side and then you get the East side and. And I still think Cowboys is a great facility. I played out there last Saturday. The course is in great shape. Um, and, and just kind of the overall full experience at Cowboys is what sets them apart. And like you mentioned, they never really stay complacent. They're always trying to tweak things and make things better and make it a more all-encompassing experience for what you pay to play there. And, and, and it's not cheap, but it's, it's, it's worth it because the experience is fun. By the way, I give you a stat. It is 2023, post-pandemic. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There are 11 golf courses that on the weekends, a green fees is over $100. Yeah. When I first started doing this, however many years ago, seven, eight years ago now, Mm-hmm. I think there were three that were over a hundred. By the way, there was one course at ninety nine dollars, so there could have been twelve. Yeah, that's amazing. Golf here has gotten so expensive. I golf everywhere has right. I mean, all the country clubs are full. Memberships everywhere are are hard to get, and uh, and and people love playing golf now. It's a great thing to do, and and it, it really the pandemic. It was golf really benefited, probably more so than any other sport, wouldn't you say? Yeah. And, uh, but it's going to cost you, man. Um, it really, really is. Anything else talk about that was different? Anybody made a significant move? No, I mean, not particularly. There were a few. Um, you know, I feel like Sky Creek Ranch on the west side was really good this year. Fossil Creek was really good this year. They jumped up a couple of spots. They, they uh, um, spent a little time on attention to detail and cleaned up a few things that have got it back in really, really solid shape. I, I actually – there's a couple of holes at Fossil Creek that I'm not a huge fan of architecturally, um, but 
the condition of the course this year in particular has been really, really good. And the last time I played it, I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, kudos to them. And we've had, you know, Lake Arlington Golf Course was in our top 15 on the west side for the first time ever. And I, I feel like they, you know, have done a really, really good job, especially with their greens. And, and you asked me, you said, how can we rank a, a course in the top 15 that doesn't have any bunkers? Well, I'll tell you a couple things that, that warrant that. And one is the pace of play is really good out there because you don't have people taking five minutes trying to get out of a sand trap and then having to rake the entire thing because they just put dinosaur footprints in it for the last five minutes. So that helps. And then they can also take their agronomy budget and dedicate it to other parts of the golf course, namely the greens, which have been really good for four or five years now. And... I just think that, that they deserved a little love for as as well as the greens have looked over the last few years. And then, you know, over on the east, you know, kind of your usual suspects, other than the Newfields Ranch courses, Old American's in really good shape. Tribute is a really, really fun golf course. And I know that, you know, you can make the argument, well, you know, it's just you're basically just taking carbon copies of, you know, courses from or holes from, from Scotland and Ireland and just transporting them over here. But – it's super fun. It's always in good shape. And it's just a different style of golf than we're used to playing. Okay, so I have a question for you. Yes. Rangers won a World Series. They did. How much more difficult is it going to be to get a tee time at Texas Rangers Golf Club? Now? That's a good question. Uh, I, Rangers... I, I think um, there could be a, a little pop just with – with fans that, you know, maybe were reluctant to spend, you know, a hundred and a quarter to go play Rangers. And now they're going to go, well, you know, the Rangers won the World Series. Let's go out there and see some of the memorabilia. If they were smart, what they would try and do is see if they could maybe get them to bring the World Series trophy over there to the clubhouse, like for one Saturday. And like, you know, if you book a tea time, you get to take a picture with the trophy or, or whatnot. just get a replica. I'm sure they will at some point have a replica. Yeah. Like the, if you go to Cowboys Golf Club, they have a replica of all the Super Bowl the trophies. The Lombardi trophies, yeah. And they have a replica of all the rings. Yeah, and, and, and I'm, I'm sure cool. at some point they will have a replica. And they have a replica of uh, Tom Landry's fedora. I don't think that's a replica. I think that's one of his actual fedoras. Is it really? Yeah, Cowboys? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so but yeah, it, it, Rangers, it, you know, strike while the iron is hot. Let's get that uh let's get that commissioner's trophy over there in the clubhouse for a Saturday and if you stop by, you know, take a picture with it. Hmm? Hmm? What do you think? What do you think? If the Cowboys win the Super Bowl this year, big if, right? Yeah, that's probably not happening. <clears throat> let's say it does. Perfect storm. How much diff how much harder will it be to get on the Cowboys golf club this summer? I mean, I'd imagine they'll see a pop, too. I mean, just with people that, hey, the Cowboys won the Super Bowl. Let's go play Cowboys. All right. And last question for you. We could probably, if Greg is listening, which he might be, he can text us and, and let us know if they've seen a little uptick in play since the. That's Greg Durante over at City of Arlington. Yes, correct. Yes. Yeah. He's the big domo. All right. If the Stars <clears throat> win a Stanley Cup this year, which is. Definitely in the realm of possibility. It's possible, yeah. How quickly do we have a golf course named after the Stars? I don't know. That's a that's an interesting question because Cowboys was the first, like, professional sports team-branded golf facility in the country. And Rangers, it took them almost 20 years to do the same thing. Are there any other 
I don't believe there are any others, are there? I believe they tried. Well, they tried the Dallas Stars. Um, Stone Stonebridge Ranch was a Dallas Stars country club for a little while. Yeah, but it wasn't um, branded as like Dallas Stars. It was. Was it? Right? Yeah, it was actually it was. A Dallas Stars Country Club. It was. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, but you can't do a country club because then the fans can't see it. That's true. Didn't didn't make that great a sense at the time. Um, so I I think it people tried. I think maybe there was a Washington Redskin Club at some point. Sir, canceled. Commanders. Well, at the time. <laughs> um, but I don't think any of them lasted. You yeah. know, none of them were America's team. Well, I, I think we do have the benefit of a almost year-round golf schedule here. Yeah. You know, you can play year-round here. Even even January, February, you'll have those random days where it's 60 degrees and sunny and you can get out and play. Whereas if you were to try and do the Minnesota Wild Golf Club, well, but they're going to be closed five months out of the year. Here's the other side, too. You're talking about Cowboys Golf Club and Texas Rangers Golf Club. They're number one and number two on the west side of the city for us in the yep. rankings. If they were called Bob's Golf Club, they'd be full. Right? No, they're both they're both good, yeah. good facilities. So, yeah, I, I don't think it's necessarily the pro sports team branding, but it helps. I mean, yeah. it does bridge the gap between people that maybe would not go play there, but you're like, oh, okay, well, like I'm a huge Rangers fan, and it's cool to see the jerseys on the wall in the pro shop or the Lombardi trophies at Cowboys or Tom Landers Fedora and. Both golf courses on the tee boxes have little tee markers that tell you a specific story about the franchise history, whether it be the Ice Bowl over at Cowboys Golf Club, or they talk about Kenny Rogers' perfect game on one of the tee boxes at at Rangers. Right. So that's kind of cool if you're a sports fan. I agree. I agree. I Look, I enjoy both of those clubs. I enjoy both of them because they're branded that way, and I also enjoy them just because they're good golf courses. So, Absolutely. Um, they're fun. You know, and, and, I, and, and I wonder, if Dallas Stars win a Stanley Cup, why not? You know, why doesn't, uh, you know, where are the Stars up in Frisco? Why doesn't Trails of Frisco say, okay, we're going to rename matters to the Dallas Stars Club? I guess they could. And, and and just for the record, I, I understand and we understand doing these rankings that both of these fields ranch courses are not – they're not for the average Joe. They're expensive, you know. But They're not a place to play every week. No. It's, it's going to be a, a once-every-couple-of-years thing for most people or, you know, maybe a once-a-year thing for, for a lot of people or an every-five-years thing. Yeah. But but they're absolutely worthy. You, you will enjoy them, if for nothing else, because you get to go see just the full property and just how how – massive that entire complex is and it's really a cool experience and both golf courses are fun to again play from appropriate tees don't yep. be a hondo but if you play the east course get out there and do it now and then that way whenever the pga championship rolls through here in 2027 you can say you know we played out there a couple of years ago that's exactly right that's exactly right yeah all right anything else no i want to talk football let's do it let's talk to the college football tailgate fellas next on the ticket me all right i'm in it's 956 on the ticket you got the t-box it's me and eli that's craig um listen to a little tom petty big fan tom petty yeah i like petty and uh r.i.p yeah the fentanyl got him next week we uh you're off i am you might go see an alabama game maybe i'm trying to talk myself into that you should why not it's a bucket list right you should always bucket list stuff if you can do a bucket list thing, you should do it. Agreed. Everything I've ever done that I didn't do, 
I still that I was gonna do, but I didn't for whatever reason. Mostly it was cost. I regret. Okay. Didn't go to. Didn't take my kids to the Super Bowl when it was here. I regret it. Didn't go to the NBA All Star Game when it was here. It cost. I regret it. You gonna go to the baseball All Star Game this next year? Probably will. It's here. Gonna be expensive. Yeah, That's the way baseball go. go. Yes, Ron. Hey, congratulations, Wash, on your new job, by the way. He did get a new job. Yeah. I'm a fan of his. I don't know what happened here, but I mm. thought he was – that was when I was a pretty big baseball fan. I, I know what happened. <laughs> what? Well, yeah, popped a, popped a little hot on some drug tests there. Yeah, that's, a, that's for another time. Is that our football guys? Hey. It's your football guys. Hey, football guys. By it's, the way, this is it's brought the to ticket you by team. Alabama Golf and United Ag and Turf. Go ahead, football guys. Before we get into a little bit of football, uh, Craig, what was the name of that golfer that I was hearing you talk about as I was driving in? What was well, it's a again? golf show, Daddy. They were talking about a lot of Yeah, golfers. you're going to have to be a little more specific. Yeah. Uh, it's the one that it sounded like you wanted him to go by one name just to make Junior. it easier. Axi. <laughs> no. <laughs> Axi. Yeah. Getting there. Yeah, we're closer. Yeah. Akshay Batia. Akshay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that actually would be better if it was just one name. So maybe Akshay. Yeah. Akshay. Akshay. He just goes by one name, Akshay. Yeah. Who is he? Hey, Seal? I got one for you. I got a football thing for you guys. Okay. So Darren Revel, I don't know if you guys follow him on Twitter. Yep, very aware. Good follow. Of who he is. He says, I read verbatim here, the total for tomorrow's Iowa Rutgers game. Oh, what is it, four? It's 28. <laughs> The That's over- the lowest total of all time. In That's ever. not surprising. You're talking about really? the over-under bet? Yeah, the total, yeah. Yeah. Those are two offensively challenged programs. Yeah, and especially in Iowa's case because of injuries. And say, and because they're, they're Iowa. Iowa. Even it, when they're at full strength, they're like good for about 16. And it says, and yet it is still the most bet under at bet MGM. Well, this also comes off, excuse me, last month. <laughs> Iowa and Minnesota set the initial record for lowest FBS total for for an over under since like 1995. Like they're averaging 18 points a game. It's insane. Woof. I'm gonna say, Rutgers can score, can't they? No, uh, no. not really. No, they they really do rely on their defense. <laughs> Clearly, Vegas does not think so. This is bad. <laughs> so, do, do either one bad? of you know offhand what the highest total ever is? For an over-under bet. Uh, For a total, yeah. I'm going to go with 85. That's You're probably in the ballpark. I remember, and this is early 2000s, when Hawaii was really cooking along, when yep. they had Timmy Chang and, and they were just slinging it all over the place. Mm-hmm. I remember back then there was a total that was like 77 and a half. And at the time, everyone was like, my God, 77 and a half. It was like six or seven or eight points higher than any total I had ever seen. But I would guess with the offenses now, there's probably been a couple that have been in the 80s. Okay, so hold on a second. This is 2023 Rutgers. Here's what they've scored this year. Who have they played? They scored 20. They won in Northwestern, scored 24. They scored 36 at Temple, 35 at Virginia Tech. They lost to Michigan, 
They scored 52 at Wagner. Oh, it's a Wagner. They lost out. Wagner. <laughs> they scored 27 against Michigan State, 31 against Indiana, and 16 losing against Ohio State That's last week. Stuff. There's not going to be at least 28 points scored in this game. Iowa's very good defensively, as is Rutgers, and I think that's what a lot of this is based on. Ne- neither of these teams is remotely high-powered offensively, and both teams have really good defense, have really Football. solid defenses. By the way, Eli, I have some answers for you. Football. Lay it on me. Okay, the over-under for the Texas Tech-Baylor game in 2015 mm-hmm. grew to as high as 90 and a half. Wow. Yeah, I could five see that, million, especially in million. 2015. Yeah. That's, 90 and a half. That's insane. <laughs> by I'm the way, bored. it only missed the under by <laughs> – the, uh, the total points scored in that game was 89. So, they, so Vegas was pretty spot on. Well, I mean, I don't remember the exact number, but I remember last weekend the Washington-USC game. The over-under, I think, was set somewhere in the 60s, and that was almost achieved by halftime. Yeah. And and I think the, the, the bets on the over in that game when it got set were just ludicrous because people were like, no one plays defense on USC, ever. I, I would have to go and do some research on this, and I don't even know if it's something you'd find, but I remember a game maybe in 01 or 02 that was it was Hawaii, and I think it was BYU. And I think that's the game I'm thinking of that was like 77 or 78 points. And at the time, that would make sense. It just, it just seemed insane that it was that high. Yeah, right, that... so I just, I just bet the over. Mm, good luck on that. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna love it when it's like three to two at halftime. <laughs> so one field goal. You got, so, you, so you guys, you don't want to jump in with me. I, I have not been very successful with my bets as of late. So no. I Maybe that's why you should go with him on this one. I'm in. I'm going heavy. He- oh, what is heavy? Craig, Craig let me. You get a nickel? $25. Wow, that's not heavy at all. Just for comparison, <laughs> Craig, the number 22 ranked Iowa Hawkeyes, their last uh, four games, they beat Northwestern 10 to 7. They lost to Minnesota 12 to 10. They beat Wisconsin 15 to 6. So they know how to win close games, is what you're yes. saying. And they low, beat low scoring defensive okay, ball games. So game. the yes. other side, so what's the line on this game? Uh, the line is Iowa is a, a one and a half point favorite. So essentially, I'm a taking up. Rutgers, too. <laughs> I'm betting it right now. Lock it in. Triple you play. Craig's locks of the week. <laughs> so, c- congratulations. You have now put money on the most boring game of the year, and you're going to be forced to watch it now. No, I won't. I'll, I'll watch it on. I don't even know what time the game's at, but I'll be watching the Georgia game. That's but, true. You will be. You might get your tight end back today. You, there's yeah, a lot of that? smoke that Brock Bowers is going to be back for the Bulldogs this afternoon. Hello. You know what? Uh, his backup played really well the last two weeks. Yeah, and I got to so. give it a lot you of credit. You mean to tell me that Georgia has depth? Oh, you you're shock- <laughs> shocking. <laughs> <laughs> they, you mean they just reload another mutant in there when someone gets hurt? <laughs> no. I got to admit, the last couple of weeks without Brock Bowers against good teams in Florida and an even better team in Missouri, they've looked like themselves again. Uh, like the Georgia we are used to seeing, and they've been very impressive the last couple of weeks, and now they've got Ole Miss coming into town today. How do you feel about this game? Because Ole Miss, I like is Georgia good. because Ole Miss Lane Kiffin is a good coach. He does win at a pretty high clip, but he doesn't beat good teams. What's the over under on how many players he cusses at today? Yeah, because he's dealing with that too. The audio that got leaked a couple yeah, days that was ago, me. a little harsh. 
A little bit. Yeah, we're going to definitely we'll, review that too. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about that a little bit this after, this morning when we get into the game. Because, cool. uh, yeah, he he was not really kind to the player that it was supposedly experiencing mental health issues. Mm. <sighs> I'm not even going to get into that. By the way, uh, football. the Iowa Rutgers game is 2.30 on the – classic network known as btn that's the big 10 network there you the big go. 10 network yeah. yeah there you go well i made i made settle in for that one big guy <laughs> I, well I, I have two big bets on it now i have a yeah. whole 50 dollars on this I, I i lined it up with moose i thought maybe you just you had could, 25 uh, maybe you, you could get more? yourself a nice little charcuterie board and settle in for that big matchup yeah, that won't happen you don't think <laughs> i have to get a jersey mike that's my lucky sandwich yeah, marshmallow okay. treats little little jersey boy Jersey Mike's and Iowa football. I can't think of anything better. <laughs> Iowa wrestling probably is probably more exciting, right? Oh, my God. Iowa wrestling yeah. is <laughs> infinitely more exciting. They've got one of the best programs ever. Sign me up every time. Yeah, That's much absolutely. more exciting. <laughs> We're going to get strongly worded emails from Mike Ducey, by the way. Yeah. For us besmirching Iowa's offense. Yeah I, yeah, I I don't know if Mike would disagree with you on that no, one. Deuce is, yeah, Deuce is smart enough to realize that it's like just – it's just a total snoozer, but absolutely is. But I, Craig, I do like your Bulldogs this afternoon. We're going to break down that matchup later on. I'm the a little show, worried but... about that because you haven't liked them all year. No, but you're. I thought they weren't playing well for the first half of the season. They weren't. They were yeah. winning, but they weren't playing well. The last couple of weeks, they've played very good football. So, uh, fellas, we're pretty much locked in on. Let's see what Utah, Washington, Tennessee, Missouri, and then Michigan, the, Penn, State. Uh, Penn, Michigan State. Penn State at eleven. Those are our kind of three go tos today. Michigan Penn State at eleven o'clock, and guess who won't be on the sidelines? Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Ooh. Yeah, there's a, a Coles that's going to go out of business somewhere because he's not in need of any more khaki <laughs> pants. <laughs> I like that. Damn, G. <laughs> <laughs> what? You can't tell me he gets those pants anywhere but Coles. He's Kohl's. a stupid ass. <laughs> really? What do you have against Coles? Well, I mean, it's not nothing. Nothing really. against Coles. We're just. I mean, they they just sell they affordable wanted, khakis. They were about to get you live spots. Yeah, I'm sure Coles was going to come calling real soon. They were on hold, and they just Moose hung is asking up. right now how much I want to bet on Rutgers. Should I move my bet up? Fifty-five thousand dollars. Move it to a hundred. And oh. is there is there anything more appropriate than a bookie named Moose? Oh, but <laughs> <laughs> are you Tommy DeVito. are you using hey. George Dunham as your bookie? Are, seriously? Moose. Oh goodness. Moose. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't send Rocco. I got twenty five on each. I got twenty five on each. Boy. All right. Man. Well, big spender. And I and I and only and only because I'm. I'm talking to the football guys. Yeah, I feel good about that it. One. Yeah. The other thing I do want to promote, we do have Shehan Jayaraja from CBS Sports because Zach Barnett is out today, so we needed to keep our football expert quarterback. Otherwise, it was me at a high level. Why did we not level. let Craig promote, the, promote him? Who? So he could butcher that name. <laughs> <laughs> Pronunciation. <laughs> All right, boys. Y'all have a good show. Let's, let's footballs today. Yay. Let's footballs. Thanks, guys. I'm going to get me some pancakes in a minute. Yeah. Bye-bye.